welcome, welcome, Steph Infection fans, Steph Infection not fans, first timers, long timers. Again, I'm horrible at intros. I am pleased as a punch bowl spoon. That's not funny. I might have to retake this whole intro. I am very excited to have today. You know when, I, when an intro is not funny, when the guest is looking at you like this isn't funny and I hate this? Um, Casey Lai is here with me today. We had, Casey's a very funny comedian and we don't cross in the same circles enough. I agree 100%. Not enough. I mean, it's by design, but I still <laughs> feel like, you know, the powers that be should let us hang out more because the problem is we're too fun. We're too fun when we hang out and I, I think it's intimidating it. to other people. It actually is the issue. And we both literally, it was actually quite hilarious. Uh, we see our dogs actually hiking a lot. That's what the yeah. most I see Griffith, your dog's tossing around, getting sticks. Susan's annoying you. Um, but we had quite the weekend. We were at a wedding in Lake Arrowhead and boy, did we have some laughs. We, we really did. And then, you know, I mean, that's the thing that I love you. Also, I love that your dog is named Susan and my dog is named Frau, uh, which Frau is woman in German and Susan is white woman in English. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and so they kind of have the same name. Um, and they're both great dogs and we live in the best part of town. Um, and we have the best friends because we get to go to these weddings and like party and then just like i mean are we allowed to talk about like doing mushrooms and oh yes we're allowed to talk about what we well, we, <laughs> we did because i was also still on the stupid fucking diet which i'm on week six of my fucking diet right now which is go. we're killing it or maybe i'm on week seven week seven no alcohol this is the longest i've ever gone in my life we feel crazy about it um, that's crazy it's crazy isn't it like as a comedian like i know normal people listening to this probably like who cares but i'm like it's a lot I get people who are like, I got to quit forever because if not, I'm going to die. And that's going to be the way that goes, you know? And like that, I understand. But like, I don't know if I could do a seven week thing where like, I'm not going to go back to it. And I know like, you know, the point is beauty and joy and health. Sure. Whatever. But <laughs> I still don't know if I have the wherewithal to do make a good decision for two months for my joy, beauty and health. You know, no, so I, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I, I tell you what, it, it doesn't feel great. And, and then <laughs> I, I, it does feel good. I just, it's hard to go to wedding sober, but yeah, I had some mushroom chocolate. We also had some mushroom chocolate, but you, we were just, I've never seen Casey on mushrooms. And you were just on a level where like every, I literally kept trying to like, just wherever I saw you at the wedding, I would come hang out with you because I just wanted to listen to you. Cause you, I, I'm not just saying this. I have not laughed that hard. Like, like honest to God. I'm going to say years. I, uh, we were laughing. We had this riff going. One of the guests of the wedding. And we, we got on a riff about throwing him down this bog and, uh, and then poking his body with like the, for the marshmallows. <laughs> well, they had these extendable marshmallow tongs, which was a really great treat to have at a, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a mountain wedding. It was a mountain wedding by a river. So you're going to have like marshy boggy areas. And yes. if you're going to give us mushrooms and some mushroom marshmallow pokers, we're going to conceptually push a guy's body down into that bog and riff on it for a long time. And it was one of those things where like, I don't know if this is funny for your listeners. And I had this, we, people were like, what are you guys laughing so hard about? And we were about to, and I was like, we shouldn't tell them what we're talking about because it's not going to go over well because it's involving someone like a family member dying essentially, but then coming to life in the bog. But like, you know, being being dead and then poking his body was, was yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very cartoonish and I think I if my cartoon gets picked up you're gonna write on it like I was like I was laughing so hard it was fucking psychotic well you know and I'll tell you this it's like it's funny and I and I, you, I I I don't know what it is but I like you know some people go real inward with mushrooms and too many can make you do that but the right amount I literally well. A couple of nibbles up until the right amount. I literally am the funniest person in the entire world. And I think it brings out, and I got to say this, I think it brings out my truest self, which apparently is the funniest person in the entire fucking world. Uh, but but, be, but at like a low pressure stake scenario, like a wedding with a bunch of friends, like I'm going to like kill on mushrooms, but like give me like a hit of weed and put me on stage in a professional setting and I lose my mind like a fucking idiot. So I don't know, I don't know what that like that thing is maybe it's pressure. I'm not really a pressure player, but at a wedding with you with the right amount of red wine and the yeah. right amount of mushroom dogs, we were pushing <laughs> the guy down a bog and dying for an hour and a half. <laughs> we honestly, it was for so long. I, I peed. Thank God I was wearing like, <laughs> underwear because I fucking pissed in my underwear like a lot. Like it was my stomach hurt. It's nice to have, I think I miss that about mushrooms. I don't do mushrooms enough for that. I like that, that giggly laugh where you're just like, you can't stop. I, I love, I mean, 
it's the best. And it's truly like, you know, it was like laughing that hard with you was the hardest I've laughed in a, in a, in a really long time. And, and I felt bad for some other people. Also, I can imagine some of your listeners, we just glossed over the fact that we just went, we were eating mushrooms during a wedding. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are like, like, I, you know, around the rest of the world, we were like, you know, weddings are like a really like, you know, a really a loving spiritual event for friends and family to come together to honor uh, one of the true sacraments of uh, the universe. And commerce was just like, no, 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 no. I will say, though, everybody was on drugs. We weren't the only ones. It wasn't just like every comedian there. And also we were doing it in the middle of the service. We were doing this like later on at night when there was yeah. like, and I hate to say this and I hope they're not listening, but I, I got to say it. It was the worst DJ I've ever seen at a wedding in my time. I'm sorry. It was unreal. He was so bad. They ended at 9.30 p.m. Like we had to stop dancing at 9.30. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. And the, uh, you, he, you know, he was just like a mountain wedding DJ. Um, oh, yeah. He just got, he was the guy, the guy in town. Um, and some of the aspects of the wedding were, were perfect, you know, but I will say like that was when he, when he started um, one of the, 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 the bride is a uh, Syrian and she, uh, got put, by custom was put up on a chair and the DJ clearly he didn't know or wasn't informed. He just started playing Haba and Nagila. Um, but they're not a Jewish family. And so it just was, it was totally wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and it was just one of those moments where like, Oh, this guy's just, he just got creeped up from the bog with a couple of turntables and just, he played cotton eye Joe and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter how how much of a joke wedding it is. No, it wasn't a joke wedding. Also, the wedding was so beautiful, too. It was such an amazing fucking location, and everything else was so perfect, but it was just like, this guy. It was just like, I, I've seen, it's the exact, it's it literally, he probably DJs also the strip club in town. It's the oh, yeah. same type guy. And he played songs that all the, like, swear words are bleeped out. So it was like, <laughs> the window, it's the, it's the, the wall, the swear uh, words. Why is I, was, I thought that was just the mushrooms. Uh, just the bleeps and the bloops, but yeah, I, like you know, he didn't play a single LCD sound system, but he did play every uh, '90s dance craze uh, song. So it was one of those things where we're like, okay, whatever. Um, not that LCD sound system has to be the thing, but when you're on mushrooms, you just want to hear James Someone Murphy great. complain yeah. about stuff. Yeah. Someone great should have been coming out at some point. Um, right. Yes, it was, but but I will say the highlight of the wedding to me was us having that hour and 20 minute long riff and then we carried it to another location we, we oh, maybe yeah. went to all the dance floor then we went to another location and kept going with it people were like getting annoyed oh and i, and I did want to say and i want to say this i was also on mushrooms the night before uh and when you rolled up to the house yes and that's when we learned that we that we, you were like oh wait i can't get enough of you on mushrooms and then on during the uh wedding kind of in a lull of the mushrooms uh, I wasn't that funny for a couple of minutes and you were literally like, eat more mushrooms. I need to keep laughing, <laughs> which was my favorite pusher moment of all time. I'm like, okay, I can, I can, I guess I'm really fun. I guess I'm really fucking fun. You know? It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. I can't be around you unless you've had at least two grams of mushrooms. <laughs> a minimum mushroom. Uh, oh, God. This is why we only hang out every once in a while, Steph. Because <laughs> I need to regroup my serotonin. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first time we got there, this is, this is how it came. This is how I knew you were high as fuck. We get... <laughs> <laughs> was like, you guys were like the the comparisons to Airbnbs that we stayed in. Mine was like a two bedroom. That's it. Yours is like you guys have this nice fucking five bedroom log lodge in the fucking woods. I come out and you're standing in this like outside area. You're like, welcome to my room. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you're so serious. I'm like, oh, this guy's twisted. And you were already out there by yourself alone. I'm like, oh, this guy's doing something. But then you were fine because sometimes yeah, sometimes when people get a mushrooms, they do the whole like you know, inner thoughts and they see sure. shit and you want to like go to the next realm. And I'm like, I just want to laugh. I just want to pee a little bit. I want to laugh. That's it. it, it so I learned over the time, one, you got to eat uh, the right amount of mushrooms too much. You lose your mind. You go inside, you know, I will not name his name, but we were with another person when you came over and you didn't even see him because he had retreated yes. into his room because he yes, was yes, going yes. a little too far. Um, and I'm not going to lie. We didn't even need him. We made him into tea and it's my fault. It's my fault because he didn't at one point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look we, like before you guys got there, I looked in like he was laughing at me and I and and this was before they had really hit in. And he was laughing so hard at something I said, like a maniac. And I was like, oh, he's about to have a bad night. Um, but then uh, uh, the other thing was when you came over and I was standing outside waiting for you to come into my room. Uh, was I or was I wearing a shirt? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I was. And it was nice of you to bring over a stranger too, which was helpful for all of our. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like to bring over a stranger. He was a nice guy, but he's a nice he was, guy. Um, let me, okay, let me bring, let me, now we're talking mushrooms, I got to bring this up. So I was in, it was Jessica's birthday, Jessica Michelle's birthday a couple weeks ago. We did mushroom, like last week. You hear that? Um, a little bit. It, that might be me. Sorry, I okay. never. Don't do whatever you just did. Whatever you just got did it. again. Got it. Um, was like, yeah. Okay. So I did mushrooms with her friends this week and they didn't fully hit, but I brought something up on the mushrooms and, and, and it got kind of amusing. Let me, let me run this by you as a gay man. So I'm talking to this guy and he, he tells me something and I, and I, and I can't get it out of my head and it's really upsetting me. And I want to know if this is like, maybe it's just me being too much or is this gross? So we're both on the road and I was asking about like, you know, he was like at a hotel doing something. I was at a hotel doing stand up, and I was like asking how he masturbates. He tells me <clears throat> he lies a towel on the ground, on the floor, flat, and then he humps it. Huh. Well, see, yeah, yeah, see your reaction. I don't, and I go, well, if you're going to hump something, why aren't you hump a, a the bed? Like to me, a Howard Johnson floor is disgusting. Like your, your, your whole body isn't on the towel. There's part of, there's part of you that's missing the towel. I can't, it's, it's, it's really grossing me out. I don't know why he would tell me this. I don't know why he thinks like, I'm like, why wouldn't you use your hands? Well, what are your uh, thoughts on this? Cause I'm being crazy about it. No, I mean, I, and I hear it. And I, and I, I think I've been, I've been I, you know, we've all, I, I've been masturbating for, I don't know, 30, 36 years at this point, you know, so a good long time, decades of masturbation. And yes, I tried yes. it all, honey, baby. Um, <laughs> and, uh, the thing about the towel that I do, like, I get the like sensation rather than, you know, when you're using your hands, you're masturbating. When you're fucking a towel, you know, it could be anything. You can use your my imagination can run wild. And so I get that. But but the thing is, it's like it doesn't like, you know, I've been inside some things and none of it feels as dry as a towel, you know, and like and that's why I don't understand the humping of that. <laughs> and it's it's also like I could see if the towel was rolled up in a situation or folded, but it's it's, it's sure. the flat it's flat also a hotel towel? towel, flat towel, flat on the ground. Like it's also the ground that's upsetting me. Like well, where is looking at the ground? Like the, the hotel floors are gross. And I guess, but part it's like I guess the towel is because you don't want to put your dick onto a hotel carpet. That I get. It's gross, and also you don't want to smooch onto the hotel carpet. No, I assume. I don't know what I, you know what his kink is. He's a gay I, man. No, he's a straight man. Oh, oh yeah. Because then I was going to be like, well, maybe he's lying face down that way because he's imagining being penetrated, which could be. I heard, I heard, you know, uh, recently the King William is into pegging, and so it's back in the the is mainstream. That is allegedly, okay. you know, we can't. Can we ever really know anything about that family? Um, <laughs> uh, despite the forty-eight thousand uh, documentaries and uh, yes, very good Netflix show. <laughs> can't wait for the pegging episode. I'm going to be sadly up for that. I just like, I also just wish there's some things you shouldn't tell people. This just seems to me like a little. Fair. Like, well, you asked. Because I, I don't, it's my fault for asking. I'm never asking anything again. I, I, I assume <laughs> I'm very upset with the towel situation. I, I like it's, it's, it's grossing me out. Um, speaking of pegging, I'm worried about doing pegging that I'm going to like it too much. I've never done it, but I'm, I'm like terrified of like getting into it. I don't think you should be terrified. I think you should own your power because I think that you would be really, I think you, I think you'd be a good, uh, good candidate for it. You got top oh, energy. Oh, I got big top energy. <laughs> I'll be on top. I'm like, I'm on top. He's like, well, I'm like, move it or lose it. Toots. No, I like, I need, I need to be on top. That's what I say. Move it or lose it. And then I like <laughs> shuffle around like that. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look into it. I, I mean, I, I got to find people who want it, I guess. Yeah, I've only been biopegged, which is uh, getting fucked in the butt by a guy. Um, but I uh, would imagine that there's something really enthralling about it for both for both sides for both sides of the equation. The the little uh, the little for lack of a better term, straight little bitch boy, um, uh, and then for the you know hot top uh, uh, lady and yeah. I just think that you know like a power reversals. I think everyone needs to get fucked more in the butt, especially guys. Uh, yes. because there's yes. like, they just lose it. You just, you know, it just, it's a game changer. You realize that you're not in control about everything in, 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 in the 
in the world anymore. And you've, uh, you're not always the, the, you know, the, the dominant, uh, uh, role in society. Sometimes, you know, you just gotta let this. Yeah. Um, I think most men don't realize they get scared about the whole butt stuff and they don't want anything in there. Like it's, Look, I'll put something in there. You want me to peg you? I mean, don't be sending me weird shit. Now I'm saying this. I'm saying this. People are gonna be like, Ugh. you're gonna um, get it. You're gonna. Get, you're gonna you now you're you're the you're the new peg queen on the internet. It's like <laughs> DMs are open, just like she'll turn make your butthole open. Um, open for business. I'm like, um, yeah. I posted a video today about uh, about how I would like to see a perfect penis or like a nice looking penis, and people are like, you get a little dick pics. I'm like, if I get one, I'm calling the police. Don't fucking send me your shit. <laughs> I'm not asking for it. I like a nice penis. There's a difference between, I don't want to see it now. Um, okay. I want to get into, this is a very, I'm very excited that you are on this uh, episode because I really want to talk about something because I, as my listeners know, I do have a fear of HIV and getting AIDS because I've said it a million times, the movie Kids. Did you ever see this movie growing up? Sure did. The movie Kids ruined my life. I thought every man would go around and rape women and give them AIDS and it was this whole fucking thing. So since I've been like, young, young, young. Like the first time I kissed a guy, I think I was 15 years old and I convinced myself that, uh, cause I used to have a tick where I'd bite the inside of my mouth. I convinced myself that my mouth was bleeding, his tongue was bleeding and rubbed against me. So I got my first AIDS test when I was 15 years old. Wow. And I've, been getting, I've been getting one a year minimum since then. I'm that, it's that much of an issue. So I, I don't know where this came from or how this happened or it's like anything, but like you are the only person I know who actually can discuss this issue openly and you have facts on it. Yes, uh, yeah, because I am HIV positive. Yeah, uh, yes. throw that out there. Not just because I'm a gay man. Wouldn't that be a thing? I'd be like, Seth, yeah, I really think you got to do your, like, <laughs> this is the monkeypox and HIV episode because we have some fag on. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and I appreciate it. No, but I've been, I've, you know, I'm an openly HIV positive uh, uh, comedian. <laughs> Um, very also, I don't know anybody else who, who has done this. I'm sure other people that we know have it have just never talked about it. But, like, it's very it's very impressive that you are this open and it's very nice and it's fucking refreshing to see. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, and I, and I did, when I came out, I, I, I was a comic for a while knowing that I was HIV positive, not talking about it on stage. And that was always just limiting, you know, cause it wasn't that I was lying about something, but I was like keeping something like kind of major under wraps. And then when I came out as positive, I was like, this is going to be my ticket to the top, baby. No one else is doing it. What a brave thing I'm going to do. I got the look, baby. I got it. Uh, and uh, that didn't really happen. Turns out that uh, comedy is still run by people who get uncomfortable, not let alone when you're talking about gay sex, but when you're talking about the most fun kind of gay sex, <laughs> so, you know, the, the gayest sex. Um, but so, so, but, but, but it's been, been, you know, I'm happy that I do talk about it. There was one comic who used to talk about it and it was straight. Um, and I think his name was Mike DiStefano. Um, yeah. And I think he has since passed, he has, um, which isn't a good look for us HIV positive comics, but, um, he was straight. So different kind of vibe um but, yeah, but, he's a bad name <laughs> but, <laughs> but i do remember r.i.p and seriously what a ground, groundbreaking individual um but i do uh remember like early on in my career knowing that i had it sitting backstage at a show with like just some comments i won't name their names but like one being like can't believe that guy talks about being hb positive on stage he's never gonna get any pussy and i just being like oh man like, I can't, how am I going to get pussy if I talk about it on stage, you know? So I, I, I kind of kept it, I, I wasn't sure. It took me a while to get comfortable with it, with myself, before I could get comfortable talking about it on stage. And now, honestly, I don't even really talk about it on stage anymore because, like, um, it's, it depends on the show. But, like, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not for everyone. Um, it's, just, it's, I mean, because it's, it's not like what it used to be. And it's, like, it's clearly, you're fine. You're, it's, a, it's a very livable like what? You just take a pill every day? Yeah, let's get more into it. I take a pill every day. Yeah, and I want to address like your fear of it too. And like that's because we were raised. I don't know. I don't know. I, we we were we're this of the same generation. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm 37. Yeah, I'm assuming we're the same age. Yeah, we were. We, I was born in the early 80s and came of age in the yeah. 90s when everyone was dying of AIDS, and then we were the media was push pushing it in uh, into our faces, um, and it was also a death sentence. And it was, and I think, I don't know enough about you, but I do know enough 
about your comedy and your vibe. And like, we're sexual people. I would imagine you were pretty sexual young too. As we were saying, guys, we got cut out. Zuncaster sucks. We're back. We're back now. We're trying to pick up exactly where we left off. God damn it. This is why I need a studio. Okay. You were, you were the last thing you said was, was I a sexual kid? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Sex, death, kids. Sure. Um, uh, I was, uh, I, I just think that, um, I was aware that I was go, my sex was going to kill me from a pretty young age, you know, and that wasn't the, the best way to grow up into like a healthy, thriving sexual being, you know, and, and it sounds like same for you. <laughs> it's like, it's alarming why I was even in the situation. Cause I, like, did you know anybody who had HIV growing up or was it just like you hearing uh, it? When no, did you my, I, when did I come out? Yeah. Um, at like 19, like right okay. when I got to college, I was r- raring to go. You know, I had told, told i told uh, the various people that i was having sex with that i was gay they assumed <laughs> uh and then uh, in college is when i really leaned into it because i was determined to just like not look back um at that point and boy did and i well except um but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah who is that um, <laughs> which is man, now everyone's like oh this is why he's gay positive clearly um but uh but i but i know my uncle uh, is a gay HIV positive man and has been positive for like 30 years and is still alive and so that was also like a you know i knew it when, well i we always assumed he was gonna die and he just kept living you know and that was a matter one of him because it was some you know he got in a time when he still could have died, but yeah. you know, your, your immune system, your own personal immune system matters in this scenario, you know? Um, and also the drugs got better from the mid nineties onward, you know? Yes. Um, but we didn't have that information. You know, I became positive in 2008. Um, and so how did you take, so the, the, this is my curiosity too. How did you, cause every time I go and get a test, I sit there and I convince myself that the answer is going to be a yes. So it takes yeah. me to regroup. Like how did you think you had it like going into this or were you just getting a random test? I was, I had all the fucking symptoms. Um, and I was, I had convinced myself it was very, various other obscure things, you know? Sure. You know, or like, you know, the spot, I mean, like I got, I got, um, initially when it doesn't happen to everyone, but, um, your initial infection comes with a uh, flu. It's actually like a viral meningitis. Um, and it was the sickest I'd been in a really long time. And it was like three days of just like in the summer. And I was like, what is this weird summer flu that I have, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, but I got better. And so, and in my mind, in my 23 year old, 24 year old brain, in my mind, I was like, well, if you get better, you're healthy. So it doesn't matter. So then I got better. But then like a month or so afterwards, I started like getting night sweats. Um, uh, my bowels were a total mess. Um, just very, I was clearly, things were clearly going wrong, like rashes and hot, and like hot flies. You basically go through menopause in a way too. And I also got spots on my dick. Not everyone gets spots on their dicks. Most ladies don't, uh, or ladies with vaginas don't. Um, and, uh, uh, spots. like in my mind, again, I was like, I hope it's syphilis, <laughs> you know, uh, but syphilis is more, you know, for, you know, syphilis is more sores. This is more just like weird, like leopard spots, you know? And then you just want to be like, you know, uh, if someone's like, Oh, is your dick made out of like a cool leopard print? No, I'm pretty sure it's diseased. Um, right. L you've never heard of the leopard, the leopard STD. <laughs> oh, leopard dick. Oh, leopard dick. Casey. Um, uh, print is a very in print right now. So you, can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, although I would imagine now that all of the, the, the Russians are on the international scene, uh, leopard print is a little bit, is a little less in vogue. Um, <laughs> but, uh, when, oh yeah. So I had all of these symptoms and I find eventually I was like, okay, I mean, I have to go, I have to go get this test. And I like in my core, I knew, you know, but I was doing everything to block it out. Um, and then I got a same, same day test, you know, like I didn't leave the, the clinic and, and it was crazy. Like I, I was there and I, um, I could just feel the place mobilizing in a way that 
I knew I had it. Like no one had told me anything, but I could just see like the mechanic, you know, because they, you know, it's a, it's a sex clinic in San Francisco. This is what they do, but there's not a positive case every day, you know? Um, and so, but you know, they have a, there was a clear, like there was just clear communication going on that I was just like, I was totally out of my body, you know, watching this happen, watching like clinicians and doctors start talking. A social worker was brought in. I could just see it all moving in this direction. And so I was just like, Oh shit. So I was just like already outside of my body waiting and then, you know, like some guy pulls me into a room and tells, you know, changes my life literally forever, you know, in, 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 in. Yeah. How does he say it? Like, I, I'm curious of how, like, because there's clearly a special way they have to approach this to you. Yeah. They're not like, well, you fucked up, you little bitch. Um, <laughs> yeah. for home alone. You. <laughs> and I was like, hey! His name was Kevin. I was like, Kevin! <laughs> um, uh, Not but No, you know, it yeah. is, I mean, it's looking, but you know, it's like, I have, you know, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a long time. I have distance from it and I know it, it, you know, it is, it is, it's humorous to me, but it's, but, and I think, you know, I think I, I try to make it as, as tactfully humorous for people to, for them to realize that it's not as big a deal as it used to be. Yes, and, yes. and we get into that in a moment, but like the, he told me he, you know, I, he, he, I could just feel his body energy from the beginning and they're not pulling in a social worker to bring you into a cubicle in a, in a sex clinic in downtown in Soma district of San Francisco to tell you you're not positive. Yeah, they're too yeah. busy to take the time, you know? <laughs> so they're just like, you're good. You go get out of here, wrap it up. You little bitch. Um, uh, but, uh, they, and this was, so this, oh, we'll get into this too, but this is pre-PrEP. Um, and PrEP is the prophylactic that you can take a daily pill to make sure you're, you, and it's 99.9% effective of, of keeping you from getting HIV. Um, yeah. This was before all of that. Um, and I had, you know, I was a, I was a stupid, you know, little a white gay kid, you know, who had graduated college, thought I was the shit and was in San Francisco and thought nothing, you know, nothing that would never happen to me. I'm too smart, you know, to let it happen to me. Um, and, you know, sex is a real slippery animal in general, and it doesn't always go the way that you expect it to go. And so things happen, you know, especially if you're having a lot of fun sex, which I encourage. Um, um, <laughs> I encourage it. Hey, look I at me. I encourage it. Um, you know? And, and so, and so he just, he was, you know, he just directly said it, you know, and, and then I, I completely left. I didn't, I don't remember everything that he said. I, you know, I was, my, 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 my brain was just, yeah. was gone. I heard, I, you know, this person in my mind, this person told me that I was going to die, that I was dying. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't know him, you know, and he was trying to be sympathetic. I remember he gave me, he tried to give me a hug and I was like, get uh, away from me. I have <laughs> Don't touch <laughs> Are you kidding? Do you want it? Don't you understand? Don't you understand? We're all going to die and I'm the reason why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, real dramatic little bitch. Yeah. Um, did I cry? Eventually. Okay. The thing is, is I worked at the time for a hardcore gay bareback porn company. Okay. Not, not on camera. Not, not, uh, not someone uh, acting quote unquote, in the films, uh, behind the scenes. Not that that matters. Um, and, uh, so I went to work, I found out and then I went to work. My God. And in the weirdest way ever, it was the, it's, it was the best place that I could be for this news and this game changer for my life. Cause there was various people there who were HIV positive, who were like, you know, we didn't think this was going to happen to you. We just thought you were going to be here for like, you're just some nerd from a, from a fancy school who's slumming it with us. We're, we're assuming. And here you are really putting in the work, um, yeah. <laughs> but they were, uh, they were, you know, it was like, you know, my boss really calmed me down. He was like, you know, you're going to be fine. And, and, and that, that to have someone say that right off the bat, I didn't fully yeah. believe it, you know, but it was San Francisco is a blessing and a curse for, 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 for gay, young gay men. Because it's the easiest place, it's the best place in the world to be gay, to to see to see 
especially when I was there to just like see the variety of life, the way that, that uh, like all these crazy things that you thought you were alone about turns out that that guy's the supervisor for the district you live in. Um, You know, and it's really like, it's, it's delightful, but also as a result of all of that um, being there and all that openness, there are all the, all of the, you know, the dangers are there. Um, And, uh, and, but also the healthcare um, and social structure to help support you in that scenario. Like if I had become positive in rural fucking Ohio when I was 23 years old, I probably, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would. I, so I don't even want to think about it. And to think about the people who have to go through that, you know, with no real support structure and a family that hates you. I didn't tell my family for a while because I had to get it right with me. Um, yeah, that's fair. And I had to like realize that I wasn't, I had to like, it took me a while to like stop thinking I was going to die and stop thinking that every little thing was like a Carposi sarcoma on my arm, you know? Um, and, uh, but that stuff doesn't really happen anymore because the meds are so good. Um, but how did I take oh, it when you said, like, how, how did they, my parents, like how, when you told them, like, how was it? Um, here's a little fact I think that not a lot of people talk about. I think whenever a gay kid, a gay, whenever a guy, so whenever someone comes out as a gay male, um, their parents then assume eventually they're going to be HIV positive. Okay. And really? so I, yeah, I just think it's, especially of, of our generation, because again, like, like not every gay man got HIV in the eighties and the nineties, but a lot of people did. And if you read the news reports, all of them did. And mm-hmm. especially in the eighties, before there were tests, every gay man assumed they had it. So like there was just this pervasive idea that that equated the two things and, and, and you know, one stereotypically bad, but there's some, you know, there was at the time, especially if you read accounts of like, or you were alive during those times and you were gay, you know, the feeling that everyone thought they had it because the, the latency period is years. You can get HIV, you can get that infection, uh, that like that's that sickness that I was talking about in the, in the beginning. And then it, nothing else, no symptoms for like three to seven years. So people were, but you can, but you're spreading it, you know? So it's really, it was a really, it's a really terrible, you know, in its heyday, it was, you know, you thought COVID was a bad one. COVID just killed your grandmother and your, and your elderly neighbor, you know, and your, and and a couple of comics. AIDS took down men in their prime, you know, like Hercules men, you know, it really had the ability to just destroy health. And uh, that's why it was so terrifying and it was a terrible way to die. And that's why I would imagine you were scared about it. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, all of these things again. Yes. Yes. And, and you're right. I think the media, it was the biggest one that was just like made it seem like that's the only thing I learned about in high school. Like barely talked about like syphilis or chlamydia, all that. I was like, if you have sex, you will get HIV, you will die. And it's like, okay, that's a terrifying thing to tell. I, I know it's like a scared fucking straight thing where they're trying to not make you do as much, whatever, but yeah, now like I'm, I'm assuming now I'm hoping in high schools and stuff now in health class they're explaining all of this and how like prep works and how like like a lot of people don't know what prep was. I I again recently I not recently a couple of years ago I had sex with a man. This is bad. I convinced myself he was gay because he went right for my ass and um <laughs> and my ass really hairy. Like I, I I when I don't have um, when I don't have plans to go back there like I guarantee you my ass is hairier than your ass. I don't want to tell you right now. I'm Bulgarian. It's I shaved back there the other day and it, the length of the hairs I took out of my razor. Unma- unimaginable, like very long hairs. Anyway, so I convinced myself uh, he was gay and the condom got lost inside me and I convinced myself and then I got very worked up, went to, a, went to a Planned Parenthood in Eagle Rock and the woman freaked me out so badly. She said, I probably have it. She's, she was fucking awful. I went to the fucking emergency to get prep. I was going to buy prep. I was freaking the fuck out. Okay. I didn't have it. But anyways, um, but now like, okay, so what do you like medication wise? What do you like? You just take like, a pill a day that say there's no side effects. Like, yeah, I mean, I, so when I, I didn't, um, uh, I've had it, I've had, I've had it so long. Um, uh, long that, <laughs> I had it so long that, that before when I had it, there were, there was only one, one a day pill that you could take on the market. Now there's like 20. Um, oh. I've had it so long in three more years, I'd be able to fuck it legally. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so it's been a minute. Um, but, uh, but, but back when I, yeah, like there was there, the the medication had gotten to the point where, um, every, you know, the, the lifespan was, they they were telling you normal lifespan. They were saying you'd live to be 75. 
well, no, no, great. And I was like, okay, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds enough, you know? Um, but also in my mind, there was like the meds were going to eat up my kidneys and I was going to have a various other things. And eventually there was the use of my legs. And I just assumed that was going to be the way that it goes. Um, and, and in 2008, the, the, um, there were, I, there's also a lot of these like, like mutations of just like COVID has various variants. HIV has yeah. various variants as well. And, um, so what I had, I couldn't use the one a day pill, uh, to, um, keep it at bay. And they were also not recommending at that time. Now, if you become positive instantly, they put you on medication back then it was still, there were still long-term effects they were not sure about. And so they weren't recommending until you dropped to a certain amount of T cell levels, you know, not necessarily getting down to AIDS, but getting down to a certain point that they were like, okay, well, that's clearly that it's having a, an effect on your body. You want to keep your T cells at a normal range. Okay. And we'll medicate you. But I also like taking, even taking one pill a day, remembering to do that has its, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, it's like, you know, people are like, Oh my God, I need my Xanax to live. Sure. I truly need my drug to live, you know? And so like, if you forget it once a day, you know, you, you can, you, once you've built, once you've been taking it for a long time, you can, you don't have to, you can, you know, miss a day here and there. It's not that big a deal. But so I was originally, there were like, you could take these three pills a day. Um, but also you can wait, and I decided to wait and my body, and I probably had the same blood as my uncle, real talk, because it, it naturally kind of suppressed things for a while. So I didn't progress in any sort of um, negative way for like the first couple of years. And then by that time, there was a new, there were new pills on the market that I could take. So I started taking a one a day pill. I've had no, no real side effects whatsoever. Um, every, my, the, the, you know, mentally is mental, the, I'm lucky in that the biggest issues for me are probably been men mental, except for that initial couple of months there where I was like sick as yeah. sick as a sick as an so, AIDS patient. Do you, do, you, do you tell the worry was, so I got HPV, uh, when I was 27 and, um, I knew, oh yeah, two questions. One, do you know how you, where you got it from? Like, can you pinpoint that exact time you got it? Oh, yeah. And two, and two, um, were you worried about going forward and telling your partners that you had it? Yeah. The second one is, is the much more interesting question. The first one is, was real fun though. Um, uh, I, I, I got it, uh, I got it, like, I got, I had sex with, uh, three other men at the same time they're on a couple a thruple together uh -huh. um which has uh, uh kept me highly s uh, skeptical of the thruple scenario from yeah, yeah, that yeah, point yeah. on uh, i'm here for it if it works but if you're going around giving you know 23 year olds hiv maybe it's not the best relationship you, that you've ever been in did you confront them after and say that you got it from them yeah it's kind of i mean it's all it's 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 pretty nuts um i met them, uh, I started like, I was, I was at a, it was pride. How hack is it to get HIV at pride in San Francisco? Um, <laughs> yeah, this whole, your whole HIV thing is really hacked. No wonder you don't do that. <laughs> this is why I don't talk about it on stage. Everyone's like, oh God, yeah, um, we we've know. heard it. Um, what is this? 92? It, yeah, it'd be cool if you could die from it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like flirting with this guy and then he, and then I was going to go back with him and he was like, Oh, by the way, I have boyfriends. And I was like, boyfriends. Um, uh, and, uh, and it was, you know, I had a, I had a foursome at pride with a, a thruple of radical fairies. And, uh, that was, um, you know, ultimately a mistake. Yeah. Was it fun? Yes. Was it, uh, you know, did I like, and that's the thing is I look back at it now and I'm like, one of them was wearing like patched up jorts. The other was like a Latin guy with dreadlocks and there was like a bear with HIV. And I was like, this isn't, it couldn't have been like a six, one stud with a fucking square jaw and a 401k, you know? And instead it was just three guys who lived in a loft together. Um, <laughs> and, and it was, you know, it's, it's weird. Like I know all three of them now. Um, the one who drew me into that, that, that setting. Um, I, I don't want to say we have a complicated relationship. I have forgiven him. Um, he has, 
he has written about it publicly. Like he's a writer. He wrote about it publicly, not using me, but like, like describing what getting HIV sucks. Giving it sucks. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and I have, I have, they were all positive. They say that they told me that they were, I do not remember that. Admittedly, I was, had been partying. Um, I feel like that's something you would have remembered, though, even if you were in quite a blackout state. I can't imagine I've been like, all three of you? Well, perfect. You know? Um, uh, I, 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 <laughs> oh, wait. I, oh, A, one of you, A, one yeah. of you, is I, one of you is B. Let's do this. Like, there's I was no going to say, two out of three ain't bad. That's only, that's 66%. We're only at 69%, but 100% HIV had your way with me, man. Um, uh, it was, it was, I, 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 that's exactly that was my reaction was like, you didn't fucking tell me you didn't. Okay. You know, and, and it was that initial, but they were, you know, they were terrified. I'm sure not terrified enough to fucking make a good decision. The other thing that pissed me off was that, you know, in a throuple, not one of them was like, should we, or should we all really do this? Would, do we think kids, you know, like, and, and they were, you know, it's everyone was, you know, we were all, we were all fucked up, but I, I just, the thing that, the thing that is, that is, the worst thing about it from their perspective, uh, from my perspective, considering them, is that at that time, it wasn't complete scientific consensus that if you were medicated and undetectable that you couldn't give it, but it was pretty certain. So okay. like, so like, we'll get into undetectable in a second. Well, well, basically like the meds that I take make it there. So there's no trace of the, the virus in my system. And as a result of that, I literally could have bareback sex with you, Steph, and not give you HIV. Like, Let's like there's <laughs> guys turn over to the OnlyFans version of the podcast, Zencaster. Um, and uh, I'm going to fuck Steph raw. <laughs> I wear a mustache so you won't know. The <laughs> um, uh, uh, on your butt. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll go to you. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so, oh, so the point is, is that like one of them wasn't on their meds, taking their meds, you know, and again, there's these guys are all in a relationship together. They fucked up. I, you know, I, um, I, I d- definitely take my, my, I blame my, I, you, you asked, did I get mad at them? It took me years to get mad at them because I blamed myself for so long. Yeah. I was only mad at myself. And then once I like kind of relinquished some of that and I was like, well, wait a second, fuck those guys, you know? Yeah. Um, but by that time I had also gotten good enough with it myself and had learned enough. And and that's the thing about, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a virus. There are mistakes that can be made. I don't know what was going through all of their, their head at the time. Drugs. I do know that probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah drugs and some alcohol, I would imagine. Um, and, uh, and you know, uh, a, he- a heavy amount of, uh, the HIV virus as well. So yeah, it, it just, that, that's how I, that's how I got it. And, 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 and I, and I had a good relationship. One of the kids, the one who brought me in, he did want to date me for a while. Like once the throuple disintegrated, what a shame. Um, one of them. Oh, they're not all still together. <laughs> they're yeah. living in the loft, all in a hammock together, just swinging in the wind. No. You know what's funny? You know what I remember the most about it is I woke up in the morning, and for some reason they were all on the bed, and I was on a couch in the living room, and I was like, "What? That felt that felt weird too." And then I also had this sinking feeling that something terrible had happened. Oh, but um, I just was like, "Oh, it's just because I fucked this throuple of radical fairies." Um, mm. um, but no, there were consequences. There are consequences. There, first of all, this is this is what we're learning. So yeah, in terms of like telling people, because I like I remember when I first got HPV, I asked the doctor, I'm like, do I have to tell people I had this? Like, because I assume I assumed I thought if you had HIV, you had to legally tell people that you had it. Like, it's just like a law. I don't know if I made this up. Please correct me if I'm wrong or not. But I would tell. I was really, and I, and I am not putting HPV and HIV on the same level at all. I, I'm not saying I'm not trying to like take away anything. I like because I HPV is very livable and like everyone fucking has HPV. But I remember, I remember the first guy I went, I had sex with after I, I like had it and I'd like, you know, I knew I still had it in my system and I told the guy and he was like, Oh, okay. Well, what is that? And I explained in detail. I'm like, you can get warts. I'm like, you know, at the time too, I don't think men could really get cancer from it. So I was like, I can get cancer. You can't whatever. And he was like, oh, okay. And then we fucked without a condom and I was like, Oh, okay. But I'm like, I, I assume it's a different, like how, how did you go through that? You know, it's shifted. I think, um, I, 
in the beginning was, well, in the beginning, I was just scared. I was just so scared. Of I think I also was scared of, there's so many things. I, like I was saying, you, you, the, the idea, the, the fear of giving it is, is, is in ways worse than the fear of getting it because the fear of getting it, once you have it, you can't get it again. And that there is like a, a weird relief in that, you know, um, because, you know, I mean, I was scared of sex from the minute I started wanting to have sex, you know, and, and, and getting HIV in the same way. So once you get that, then you're just like, well, all right, I guess you can't do that twice. The nice thing about yeah. it. But so, so, um, the other nice thing is about being in San Francisco, people get it, people understand it, you know? Um, but I assumed that, um, the minute I told people they wouldn't want to have sex with me. You know, I just assumed I was diseased and damaged and trash forever. And so I might as well fuck what I can get, um, which was other trash. And uh, I was I was out of it. But once I once I, you know, it's super important to talk like that. What you were just saying about telling that person, then you have a conversation about it. Like that's the ideal sexual experience when it comes to this stuff. Just disclosure is really important because then you're like, it's out of the way. You're not in your head worrying about whether that person you're just not worrying about anything. And so when you can have like connected sex that isn't based, you know, that isn't based on lies or, or, you know, or, or, or not even deceptions because it's not deceptions. It's just kind of non-disclosures, you know, then I think you're, you're, you're in a much better position. But, um, you know, I've, I also being a comic, I was worried that if I didn't tell someone and then they found out about it later, that that would come back to bite me in the ass in various ways, you know, and I didn't tell my parents for years. And so it was just like all these fears of like, how is it going to get back to people and all this stuff. So as a result, I defaulted to talking about it. Um, as if you can't tell, I like talking about shit. Um, well, it's but, also great that you are talking about this and it is like, you are making it more normalized and it's not as a fucking, it's not like the eighties. It's not this death sentence anymore. Like this, it should be talked about like this. Yeah, and and it, because it's really not. I mean, do you, I don't know if it's just the you're algorithm on my Hulu. Healthier than me right now, actually. You're fit as hell, and I'm not gonna lie. You're way better body than most people I fucking know. So I'm not to tell you. I, I, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I'm like mentally pr- pretty good. I can't get HIV again. I'm fucking cute boys yeah. these days. I'm, oh, I'm not gonna lie to you. Your ex that you live with now, <laughs> one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> When I first met you guys, I was like, I was in like gawking at this man. He's so fu- if he ever goes straight, just let him. Know. Uh, I, he, 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 he wouldn't. Um, but also, he's HIV positive. I think that'll put you in your head too. Um, uh, so, uh, but he is. Well, did you did you know that? Did you you both had it like separately? Wouldn't it be crazy if I gave it to him. Um, uh, no, <laughs> no, which happens a lot. No, I yeah, and I know a gay couple that were together for like thirty years and. Uh, <clears throat> was positive and the other one ever ever um yeah no we're so that no he he was he was the cutest boy that i ever met uh at the time yeah, now <laughs> i was like i'm so well adjusted i'm in great shape and then you're like oh and you live with your ex um <laughs> yeah what a, i'm great um no but he he is great he we we we, moved, we didn't live together for a long time i feel the need to qualify this for my own if anyone's listening who does want to fuck me or date me like i'm not i don't have a weird relationship with my ex we lived together it was a pandemic decision we made it's very healthy um uh, or codependency we co-parent yeah. a dog i mean codependent whatever whatever um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and he's a babe, but, but that was like, you know, I, I did, I think I thought I was going to um, be fucking like older HIV positive men for the rest of my life. And yeah. I kind of like, I kind of like twinks like that's kind of, and I was like, I'll never get, to, I just got to take what I can get. And then I met him in a park one day and whenever we realized we were both positive, it was just kind of like, Oh, we're going to like fuck and then date for um, a couple of years longer than we should. And then eventually yeah. move back in together. It, yeah. I, guess I saw it all unfold in Dolores park one sunny day in February. um and that was you know and that was that 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 you know that was always nice um well there was one other question that you were like it was how did i get it and oh and i guess do i do i tell people um you know i think you have to but the thing is like the rejection is the hardest thing in the world you know especially sexual rejection um and i think that's the one thing when i say it's like you want to tell people about it oh you said is it a law in some states, it is a law, and I'm in various countries, you know. Um, in California, it is not a law where you have to tell people up front. But, like, you know, if you infect someone 
and hadn't disclosed to it in various places, you can go to jail for a long time. Yes. Okay. You know, um, and it's, and it's, and and it's crazy because, you know, I mean, again, you should be, but the only, the only reason we don't, you don't tell someone is shame and stigma and all that stuff. And like I was saying, if you're medicated, you can't get it. And also prep, if someone's on prep, um, you know, it's super likely unlikely to get it, but this is interesting to me because, and because prep is a drug is a pill you take every day. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit of HIV meds. Um, to, it's enough to keep you from, from the, the virus taking hold in the beginning. So you can, you can just fuck raw, you know, with all the time. You're still going to get monkeypox, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you can be safe from HIV, but it's safer to have sex with someone who knows they're undetectable raw than it is someone who says they're on prep undetectable because, one, you never know if they're fully uh, doing their regimen correctly, you know, correctly. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, if, if they're, you know, like undetectable, there's, it's like a hundred percent chance of, if you don't have, if they can't find it in your body, you can't give it to, to people. So, um, wow. the, you know, the, it's amazing, the advance, and that's why everyone needs to go on meds. And that's why they now recommend everyone from the get go going on meds and why, I don't know, do you, this is what, like, my Hulu algorithm, all my commercials are like HIV meds. It, it, it seems like that's all anyone is talking are. about. So are mine. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. Fine. Do I need to get fucking tested again? But I'm like, I do, I do talk about, I do talk about HIV. All of, I, I'm not joking. I bring it up once an episode. Cause it's like, Great. This, I'm not joking. This is actually really helping me right now. Cause, Great. and I even felt like, this is crazy. I don't want to mention this to you, but like, I, I, almost called you one day. I was psychotic. Daniel Webb just convinced me not to. I was uh-huh. in, I was at a festival, the two and eight festival. And this was three months after I had sex with a guy that I convinced myself was gay. And I, I woke up with a sore throat, a rash, yeah. and I felt flu like, and I Googled it and it was the first three symptoms of HIV. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. And I like yeah. fell to, I fell to a puddle on the ground in my hotel room. There was nothing open. It was like a Sunday in fucking uh, Idaho where the fuck it was. Iowa. And I like, I called Daniel Webb and I was like freaking out. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to call Casey. He's like, you're not calling Casey. I'm like, Casey has it. Casey knows. He's like, you can't call Casey. That is so fucking rude. And like, I'm like, thank God I didn't. You, we were not even close. I'm like, Casey, I need you. You would have been like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it, it would have been rude as hell. I'm like, it would have been rude. That is, that is very accurate. And I was not putting your, your feelings or your anything, you in my head. I was just like, so in my own fucking head. Um, but he did calm me down. And the whole thing is like, you can live with this. Like, it's like, it's almost worse to get COVID now because you, people are having long COVID. Yeah. People are like, I, I mean, I'm not going to get into this, but there is a comedian, a good friend of mine who passed away recently and young guy. And as of right now, they're saying it was long COVID and it could have been from the vaccine. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying any of this shit, but like it was a very sudden death and it's fucked up. And I'm saying uh, it's yeah. I'm going to ask you offline who who it is. Um, yeah. But uh, I I um, I you know I agree. Um, I, I did, well, first of all, call me any fucking time you have an HIV scare. We'll we'll talk about it. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. One, it makes me feel you know wanted. Two, you're you're a more famous comedian than me. I want your attention and love. Um, uh, that's my true disease. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up. Oh, you've HIV. Call me. I'm going to go live on Instagram. Steph Tolev thinks she has HIV again. Let's go live, baby. Let's get on. <laughs> that'd be a good, that'd be a great satellite segment for this podcast. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I know. And I, you know, and the one, the one thing I, and for, for serious, I do, I do, you know, one, the, the best thing that came out of talking about it on stage was, uh, well, one, I grew more comfortable with it, but people would come and tell me their stories. I know every fucking comic in this town with herpes and HPV yeah. and all of that. Cause people are like, you know, feeling to tell me and I'm, and I'm cool with that one. Um, I want to be there for people. And two, I love the secrets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so, so that I'd like to- totally for, sh- for, for sure. Um, but uh, uh, I kind of lost the, the thread on the other the other thought that I had. But the laws of, but yeah, this case. Okay, so this, like, all of the hearing, all of this, and hearing how, like, you know, and like, <clears throat> what is the life expectancy see now? It's like, oh, it's fully normal. And honestly, everyone, like, my doctor, every one that I talked to in the first like year of that was like better HIV than 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 diabetes, you know, which totally. is is real. I mean, like, it's, and I think because a lot of, you know, they're both. Um, they're both, they both require maintenance, 
um, throughout, you know, they're chronic. Um, but HIV is, is the, the, the medication is so good and it's so easy to take and it's so mellow and it's not having the, like the like devastating effects on kidneys that they thought it was going to have long-term. So honestly, my, you know, my life expectancy is pretty, is pretty solid. And I keep getting, um, I don't know, cuter. And I think, I don't know, like I had a comment recently where he was like, I think the HIV is helping. Um, but I just like, I don't know. I, lo- I mean, I look, I look younger than I've ever looked. And I'm like, you, know, you do look younger than that's crazy. Are. <laughs> you don't HIV. Hey, you don't need Botox anymore. You need a little bit of H- HIV. I, I, I'm not advocating it. You know, I have done my own research on the internet and I actually, it's good for you. I'm pretty sure it's good for you. It, it, when you get it, you don't have to worry about getting it anymore. Like I said, great for your stigma brain, um, and your shame brain. Two, look at this glowing skin. I think it might be another meningitis coming on, but I don't know. Something is really, but no, I honestly, I have never, I have not had any like sick, you know, sick symptom, like, like, because, because I, because my immune system is normal. Like I can't even, I had to wait longer than, than, than people that I know for like the COVID vaccine and things like that. Cause, cause because we're considered normal immune systems. We're considered not, if you're, if you're, if you're medicated HIV positive, you have a, uh, you don't, you're not really considered a compromised immune system because you're, you know, you're much less at risk than, than people with various other uh, ailments. So yeah, Um, I, you know, don't get it. (laughs) I'm not telling you to get it, but it is like, I do want you to like, not have to freak out every time you fuck some skank in a fuck after a festival, you know? I, well, I got to stop you with that. Um, <laughs> another question um, in terms of like, is it affordable? That's, I guess, if for people who like don't have health care, that's, that's a question. <clears throat> you know, that's actually, that's, that's a fair, this is why you don't get it. Um, because it's, it, unless you have proper health care, it is completely unaffordable. I mean, the meds are insane. I think they're $2,000 a month. costs $24,000 a month wow. to keep me alive. Um, wow. some would say not worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the, uh, you know, it's, it, that's real. And, um, I, again, lucky to kind of get it in San Francisco because there's a whole social structure there that instantly like, like I didn't, I didn't have health insurance at the time. It was pre Obamacare. It was pre Obama be even elected. I got it during the Bush era. That's how old my HIV is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, luckily Bush too. Bush, Bush, Bush won. Old Casey wouldn't be making the jokes. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, be uh, still alive, just not funny. It'd be, it'd be, yeah, yeah. He'd be trite at this point. <laughs> you heard it, you old fucking man. Yeah. I had to walk up hell both ways to get HIV back in my day. Through storms. Um, so it, that's the question. So it is, it is expensive. Okay. That's yeah. But you know, if you have, if you have, but it's all, you know, Obamacare, thank God for Obamacare because it did, it did take it off as a preexisting condition scenario. Oh, okay. And okay. also, um, in the, um, you know, I kept my, I lied about my income properly for a long time in order to stay on Medi-Cal because, mm-hmm. Um, I know you moved from Canada. In Canada, I would imagine you can just get it and you can get your drugs and everything will be fine. And in California, you can too, but not in every state in this goddamn country. Because America's hell. We know this. We, uh, thank you. Yeah. We, we hate it. Well, man, we really, I feel like we covered the gambit there. Um, I'm very thankful that you opened the door for everything there. I feel like I learned a lot. I don't usually learn a lot on these pods. I learned a lot. Okay. But we're not, was it funny? Like people this podcast, not always for jokes. Uh, I want, I got to ask you my favorite question though. I got to ask Go you, uh, what is the worst body thing you've ever heard? You know, I was trying to think about this and I kept coming back to this thing that I experienced, not personally, but that I saw. Have you ever heard a person's skull hit the pavement? <laughs> um, Kind of, but probably not in the same way you have. What, what is you know how like Maya Angelou says like said like don't you know it's not a matter of what you said it's a matter of how you made them feel you know and people were like oh you'll remember things from smells you'll always remember the way your grandmother's house smelled you know yes yes um, I saw a drunken homophobe get punched in the face by a trans woman and knocked out and he hit the pavement and I will never forget the sound of his skull. You know, 
it wasn't, it was like, you know, like when you have a raw steak and you know, when you have a raw steak and you hit it with a mallet, (laughs) it was like, it was like that. And it was, um, I I almost threw up and and it was, it was the craziest thing. It was one, it was in WeHo, West Hollywood, very gay place. And there was just this drunk, you know, straight tourist, um, uh, he, he didn't, I don't think he even said something crazy to this group, to this trans woman and her and her coterie. And he, but he said something enough that they, they got, they got pissed. And of course I'm on their side in the beginning. Cause he's a homophobe, you know, yeah. sweet ho, that's our territory. Get out of here. Take it yeah, what the fuck are you doing there? If you have a fucking problem. <clears throat> um, but you know, a lot of people, you know, people, it's also, we ho is a, is a party zone, but it's all, you know, it's not all fucking rainbows and glitter. Um, and, uh, and sh- th- like uh, there was an all like somehow like he said something back and it just instantly this uh, woman uh, hit him in the face and dropped him and then her friend started kicking him and I had to be like you're gonna kill him you yeah. have like, I snapped into the it was the crazy I had started having to defend this homophobe um, uh, because I didn't want him I didn't because I was like you're gonna you're, in my mind I was like you're all gonna go to jail you just killed this person I had never yeah. on the, I'll just never forget the sound so I, I don't I, I don't I don't like like. Uh, he was out like a light. I don't think he died. I had to, I stick there. I stuck, I stayed there until the ambulances got there. Cause I just didn't know it was going to happen. And at this yeah. time, other people were there. I wasn't a hero by any means. I was just there like, you know, um, making sure this homophobe didn't get stomped on his, the front of his face. Cause the back of his fucking yeah. face was a fucking mush at this point. It was, it was blood was coming out. He was alive. But it, and it wasn't like full on pulling a butt, but I'll never, I, 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 I couldn't walk right without like having just chills at my body every time right. I thought about it forever. I can like talk about it now, but it was truly like the sound was, I'll never forget uh, the sound. Oh God, that's, that's a bad one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's end on a lighter, lighter note then. This is another uh, question. I It's not even that light. It's actually quite dark, but I think it's funny. <laughs> What's the funniest way you think you can die? I mean, you know, when I was thinking about some of these questions, one of the other things for that last answer was uh, what's the worst thing you've ever heard? And I, and it reminded me of, remember Mr. Hands, the guy who got fucked to death by a horse? Oh yes, yes, yes. I didn't know his name was Mr. Hands. Well, I think that was his moniker. I'm not sure it was his Christian name, uh, <laughs> but you never know. You know, I've got a, I've got a cousin uh, with the last name Pancake. And that's his real Christian oh. name. Yeah, Sam Pancake. Um, <laughs> true. He's an improver. Google him right now. Google Sam Pancake. He's my he's my he's my uncle's he's my uncle's wife's cousin once removed. Um, and Sammy Pancakes. The Pancakes from the West Virginia Pancakes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and also unrelated, but my my my. Uh, my mom's second cousin once removed was for a period of time engaged to Lady Gaga. So at some point, had they actually sealed the deal, wow. I was going to be um, Lady wow. Gaga's second cousin once removed in law, making me the coolest gay person in West Hollywood. Not yeah. just because I defend homophobes against uh, trans women and their gangs. Um, uh, oh, but I honestly, I think uh, I hate to say getting fucked by a horse would be the funniest way to die. It's not the way that I wanted to die. The way that I want to die is standing next to like someone who gets assassinated uh, and like hit wrongly by the bullet. Cause you'll never see it coming. And uh-huh. you're close enough to like a dignitary that you, someone's going to think you were important, you know? So like you might, you die, you die you're with really, all of the honors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're really in this for the fame. That's what that's. Like. <laughs> you're, you're a dignitary. And then I went out the press. I'm like, yeah. who is that guy beside him? I don't know. Some creep that was standing a little too close. To the I wouldn't take a bullet for him, but I'll do it for the fame. I'll do it for the likes, mommy. Come on. Bang, bang. Um, where can everybody find you when they want to look you up and fuck you after? Uh, thank you. I'm happy we did talk about how good I look. Cause I, for, for halfway through, I was like, they're just going to think I'm some riddle old tag. Um, uh, I am, uh, uh I you can find you and your ex. <laughs> uh, Casey lie, C A S E Y L E Y. I have to spell both my names cause that's the way it goes. Um, yeah. Instagram, Google, all of that. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but I have, I'll have various shows in LA and Bay area yeah. and on the road. Oh, you yeah. know, I do want to promote my podcast, not to compete, but the gay power half hour is my weekly podcast that I do with my drag queen, Tony Soto. 
um, and it's the best. And uh, uh, so listen, tune into that for more of this kind of nonsense. Yeah, what the heck? What get me on that? Damn it! We don't have gas, but maybe we will for you. Yes. Oh, never mind then. I was gonna be like, no. I've eaten now vaginas. I'm considered bi. <laughs> Tony doesn't trust buys, so you'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, please go follow him. Go find his road dates. Go see him live. Casey's hilarious. Thank you so much for being open and honest and letting the people know that this is not something we need to be fucking scared about and we uh, can live a very happy, fulfilled life. You're going to live longer than me and uh, look better than me because you don't have to get Botox. So this is this is all good to know. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you for doing this. Bye. Bye. Bye.